Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbett and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Hey, that might be a good song leading into our segment here. 716, 16 <laughs> minutes after 7. We're not going to take it. I don't think Gene Valentino is going to take it. He either. won't take it laying down. Good morning, Gene. No, no. My, I'm, I'm jumping around in my shoes here. Gino, my friend. Okay, so, you know, you and I haven't actually spoke on the phone. We've been texting over the last few days. Uh, there's a lot going on out there. And you texted something to me that I thought was pretty interesting, I guess, yesterday you said hey there's a reason why we hadn't heard much from the president lots going to happen in the next few days so hey tell me what's on your mind what do you think and and have you been able to verify any of this well uh there is a what they call it and i'm not a lawyer but there's a preponderance of evidence that clearly causes a normal person to raise any reasonable person to raise their eyebrows and say what's going on here if um you just uh, manipulated 2% of the vote in 20 states, it would be an easy win for Biden. And it looked like that's what happened. Uh, I'm just disgusted. Uh, Michael, this goes back to what I was talking about with you, <clears throat> excuse me, on a prior call. Yeah. And that's that, 28, that proposed 28th Amendment to the Constitution called the Citizens' Amendment. With uh, authorization rules in place on how, what what entitles you to become a legal voter in the United States. Well, you can't talk about voting until you talk about citizenship first. And I believe the time has come for our nation to put together a um, a national uh, citizens amendment, the Twenty Eighth Amendment to the Constitution, which, as part of it, addresses voting rights. And uh, that this be nationally voted on and nation and and managed and administered at the federal level. Each the problem we have here is that the secretaries of state and the elections supervisors of elections have um, have uh, each got their own set of rules on a state by state, county by county level, and it's caused conf- added confusion. That's just not necessary. We're a global community. We're a global economy. We move quicker. We go outside our counties and parishes easier, easily, and um, we move around the world in a way we couldn't consider 20, 30 years ago. We need a national, centralized elections administration system. The most sacred right we have as a citizen is our right to vote. And uh, and it's definitely been compromised this election. So to answer your question, I um, am aware of some things that have been said to me that would give a normal person reason to believe that this is going to be not only contested, but that evidence will surface in a very big way throughout several regions of the country, not just a few ballots in Pennsylvania isolated to one county. You know, it's interesting, but I was thinking about this over the weekend. Uh, I've been a little under the weather. I've got a sinus infection, but, you know, I was just kind of thinking to myself, America's got uh, got talent, can log in 
20 million votes in a commercial break. But we can't get an election done right here in the United States. That'll tell you that there's something seriously wrong with our election process, at least our nationwide election process. You know, the only person we elect as a people of the United States, the only one person that we elect to represent all of us is the president. Perfect, perfect point, Michael. And should there not be a rule in place, therefore, to administer a process for that election that's sacred and protected, unlike anything else? And that's what I'm proposing in the 28th Amendment. Well, let's let's just put it to you like this: there, there is a group out there called Convention of the States. Have, are you familiar with that? No, sir. All right, I'm going to send you some information on this. I think that you probably should make yourself aware of these folks because they've already got uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 states, I think, that, uh, or, yeah, I think around 25 states, including Mississippi, that have signed off on a convention of the states, which would be to amend the Constitution of the United States for a number of different things, uh, uh, namely, the biggest thing is is to stop the power in Washington by term limits. You know, if the president can only serve two terms, well, a senator should only be able to serve two terms as well. And that would stop a lot of nonsense, they say. And in, in, uh, what do you think about that? Just well, first you know, this, this, uh, first of all, I support it. There's term levels at the state and local levels uh, throughout the nation for a reason. Uh uh, boy, it's, it'd be nice to get a good person in there that really does well, but history has shown there is a need for a term limit. Now, I used to be county commissioner here in the county where I'm at, in Escambia County, Pensacola, Florida, and I'll tell you, I was against it. I, You know, you get in there and you think you're um, holier <laughs> than thou, and I can see how people over the years um, uh, can uh, be... be um, motivated to go astray let's put it that way yeah gee look so I, you and i you and i have both been elected at the county level and you yes. do you know all of a sudden all your jokes are funny and you start liking that stuff you know it, it can happen <laughs> so to your question i agree in term limits i think it's absolutely necessary we can argue over what term limits could be or should be but the bottom line is they need to be to prevent Chuck Schumer's and Nancy Pelosi's and AOC's and other extreme thinking to threaten the future of our country. You know, I was watching over the weekend just a just a little uh, tidbit. Actually, I saw it this morning while I was getting ready for the show about AOC and her group and how they are really now, along with uh, uh, the communist uh, socialist from uh, what is it? What is it? Maine, Bernie Sanders. Uh, they're they're really going to be pushing the progressive agenda on uh, a future possible president, Joe Biden. Well, we knew that. We all knew that was going to happen, right? But yeah, how successful will they be with that with that program? You know, the, the they didn't do well in the House. Looks like we're going to keep the Senate. Um, you know. W- what will that do for a Biden administration for and, and will they begin to to fight amongst each other? I guess that's another question. I mean, how successful, I guess my question is, how successful can Joe Biden be if he is president when he's got 
uh, a House of Representatives that, that's nearly 50-50 and a Senate that's Republican. Tell me what you think will happen. I think that the market this morning, and we said this in our last talk last week, we the markets have exploded with, uh, we're going to see Dow Industrials possibly hit 30,000 this morning. This is historic and record-breaking. Are you going to suggest that it's because Joe Biden got elected? Well, first of all, he's not even uh, confirmed yet, and it's got to be an authorized election that hasn't been certified. And um, But putting that aside, are we going to turn our backs on Donald Trump, who made it happen, and actually re- uh, uh, re-engineered the structure of the Republican Party, which it needed? Uh, or, or are we going to let these guys just roll over us and take advantage of Bob? Uh, of where we're going, the 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 market is confident to to the that the checks and balances of our three-legged stool called our judicial, executive, and legislative branches of government are all going to be tested, and they're all going to measure and make each other accountable. And as a result, I think that there is going to be uh, a big surprise uh, for Joe Biden if he becomes president where he will not get his way if we hold the Senate. And will and, and even Nancy Pelosi uh, in the House of Representatives has a much narrower margin of representatives, uh, more Republicans. The Republicans did a great job at the Senate and, uh, and um, House levels uh, of Congress. Well, and we, I, that's we, really pretty, pretty good news. You know, look, I, I read a story in the uh, in the Sun Herald, which is the uh, Gulf Coast newspaper this morning, and it says Mississippi Democrats must look for a Plan C after stinging defeats on Tuesday. So they didn't do so well. Look in Mississippi, Gene. Just to give you an example, if you run as a Democrat, you're going to get forty percent of the vote. The end. That's the way it works. And if you run as a Democrat with some money, you got a shot at getting a few more percentage points. Mike Espy got 42% of the vote, and he spent – Ted, how much was spent in that race? $10 million, something like that? Yeah, it I was mean, $10 million or more. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, so he got two more percent than he would have gotten had he just not spent any money. And so, you know, Mississippi's not really the place, I don't think. Florida, though, on the other hand, had some very interesting races. I think Donna Shalala got beat. She did. She did. A lot of stronghold, uh, Democrat strongholds, especially in the Miami-Dade-Broward areas, uh, started to turn. No, as we first said, to your first question, Michael, I think um, the, the policies of the Trump administration will be protected by the presence of a Republican Senate and a very narrow, uh, a very close uh, 50-50 on the House of Representatives side. Some of these folks, to your first question about term limits, need to go. Nancy Pelosi does not, her vitriol is, and narrow uh, thinking has just um, infuriated even the, most, um, even the most normal thinking. It's just terrible uh, well, the way it's going. You know, Gene, when you look at, uh, when you look at the, the Congress, I mean, she has ruled with an iron fist. There's a lot of people that are really pissed off. Uh, that are in her party that are tired of the way she's doing things there. And with a close majority, like a, you know, like you've got maybe just barely 50% plus a few votes, 
you know, I think some of them are going to turn tail and go the other direction because they see what happened to some of their compadres in this last election where they lost. I mean, we're talking to big names. Donna Shalala is a big name. That's a that's a uh, a President Obama appointee that was yeah, right. defeated. So, you know, I think I think there's going to be it's going to be tough on the Democrats to try to do a lot of these progressive things. But I guess when you got the AOCs and the the Bernie Sanders that are pushing from the from the left and they're pretty vicious by the way. There's going to be some problems in the Democratic Party. I guess that's my point. Well, let I you know how I think they come to fruition, Michael? I think they're coming to fruition if this justice department has the uh, political stamina and fortitude to come forward with uh, arrests and indictments against the people that have been uh, causing Mr. Trump his problem the last four and a half years. I think there's going to be a need to, um, I, I think this was the calm before the storm, was your very first question to me this morning is, how come Trump went so quiet? Yeah. Uh, I said to you, it's the calm before the storm. Uh, this isn't about uh, Al Gore contesting a few votes in the panhandle of Florida uh, in that election years ago. This is about um, this is about a pervasive, strategic, organized, massive effort by some insurgents to take down the spirit spirit of our democracy, and we we almost it's almost unfathomable and hard to believe, but the evidence is pushing in the direction of a controlled conspiracy of voter fraud from. Uh, Washington State and California to Maine to Florida, and when the and I trust that the Trump administration has had their investigation or their uh, SWAT teams out there looking at this. Um, uh, that is, and I suspect it's going to come out in the news very shortly. Well, it's music to the ears of a lot of conservatives. What you're saying, but many many of them, including myself, just have our doubts that anything good is going to come out of this, albeit we are all hopeful. So anyway, Gene Valentino, former Escambia County Commissioner, God bless you and thank you for joining us this morning. Bless you too, Michael. Wish everyone well. All right, Gene Valentino, we call him Gino. Uh, He's a great guy, good friend, and we love having him on. We're going to have him on some more. In fact, Gene and I kicked around having a just a little show for ourselves, just a 30-minute deal where we can talk about some of this stuff. He's spot on. He knows what's happening, and he's from the great state of Florida as well. 7.30. Had some fun. Yes, we've had our ups and downs. Been down that ride.